2: Money starts right now live from the Nasdaq market site overlooking New York City's Times Square. I'm Melissa Lear. Traders on the desk are Tim Seymour, Brian Kelly, Stephen Grasso, and Guy Adami. We start off with a major market rally. The Dow and S&P both having their best weeks of the year. The Dow up 250 points today because, well, bad news is good news. Once again, a weak jobs report a fresh round of Fed cut euphoria and there could be more bad news on the way as there's no deal so far between the U.S. and Mexico yet. Tariffs could go into effect as early as Monday. So with Wall Street betting, the Fed is ready to step in as good news, bad news, or bad, as bad news, good news again. <laughs> and if there's more bad news next week, what does that mean for the market? That's the most
0: confusing part. <laughs> Considering yes. yeah, I
2: looked over at you. This is, and you news news is a like this right new now. game? No, because <laughs> I get scared oh, when. So, <laughs> so. So, okay, so let's walk through it. No, no, this. I understand. Okay, it's it's right. good
3: news now, good news, and it's bad <laughs> news, good news, right? That's your question?
2: Yeah. Well, Steve,
3: I mean, question. Steve answered this last night where he thought good news was good and bad was good, and he was right today. And he may be right for the next couple of weeks. I still think it's madness to think the Fed with a 3.6 unemployment rate, with the greatest economy in the history of mankind, according to the president, needs to lower rates. But that's what the market seems to think. So, full speed ahead. I will tell you, I've been scared all week. I'm more scared now. But the market is telling clearly a different story that I want to either interpret or acknowledge.
1: I think the rates in the Fed are the most important thing within the marketplace. I don't think anything trade related is even worrisome at this point for the marketplace. The market told us that. Bad news is good news. Good news is good news. I think the market's going higher. It's all Fed related. So
2: bad news today was a weak jobs report. Is bad news also tariffs going into effect? If Trump comes out and says, you know, we're going to put tariffs into effect on Monday, do we see the Fed funds futures? Uh, for June, a June cut or a July Adjust. cut, go higher, so, and will the markets react to that? So at some fashion? point,
4: the, the 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 impact of the Fed actually becomes less. So while bad news was good news, I'm not convinced that that's going to continue. What we saw, in my view, this week was really the market pulling forward the rate cuts, right? We started the week where we weren't even thinking about June or July, or started two weeks ago where we weren't even thinking about June or July. Now we're starting to price in July, possibly June. The, the tariffs on Monday, I think most people are thinking that. That's a short-term thing, lasts maybe a week or so, and we move on. But what concerns me is the jobs report today, the news we're getting from companies that are laying off people, that, wait a second, maybe the economy is stalling, and tariffs are something that the Federal Reserve can't really offset. That's the problem here,
0: and that's what concerns me. The market may have to reprice that again. So here's the second or, or third derivative analysis of Uh-oh. his bad news, bad news, Uh-oh. his good news, bad news, <laughs> What would that um, be? <laughs> is, is that the market, when there's bad news in, in, in the macro and market truly is selling off, that creates a dynamic where the Fed actually considers the market a factor to consider. Right now, the markets are actually giving the Fed more 100? ammunition to oh. do nothing, um, meaning wow. a, not cut. In other words, the, the more you see credit spreads come back to earth, the more you see markets continue to levitate, the more you see risk assets, asset inflation, household income, all the things. Guy talks about this all the time. The, the Fed has nothing to be worried about, along with 3.8 unemployment and 3.2% GDP. I think second quarter GDP, even with trade dynamics and the inventory um, dynamic, which which will be a headwind, is probably printing 2.9. There's no room for the Fed. I, I will say today, despite this payroll number, what I said on Tuesday, which is that everything I heard from the Fed that day, from Powell. And that was really when we started to kick this whole dynamic into high gear. I didn't hear from one Fed governor that they are going to cut anytime soon. And, and I think the markets now have that priced in. Mm-hmm. And, and so I feel more today uh, as I did yesterday, which is that markets, I don't think positioning uh, is, is, is warranted here. Um, I think the economy is fine, um, but bull bear ratios are not bearish enough. Um, complacency, obviously, this week took another leg higher in the last two or three days. That worries me.
2: Here's another twist oh, mm-hmm. along God. the lines of another wrinkle in this whole sort of good news, good news, bad news is good news, bad news is bad news. All right, follow me
3: <laughs> try really I, mean, yeah. yeah, I really am.
2: The market's levitating. Does that give Trump cover? to actually go ahead with the Mexico tariffs, to have a prolonged Chinese trade war. And yes. then the Fed comes back. I mean, this yes. you can play this till the cows Trump, come right. home. Trump has well, well, derivative, but that's, I think that's why you actually have to trade
4: yeah. this market. And I don't think this is going to be one of those big trending markets. You're, we're probably in this period where you get big swings up and big swings down. It's the deep end of the pool. When you have a profit, you take it. And then you wait to see. And you wait to see There's what happens in cuts. June.
1: There, you basically have three rate cuts in the pocket. Someplace. The markets are pricing pricing in three rate cuts in their pocket. And you also have maybe good news on the trade front. So if you get good news on Mexico, good news on China, that's only exponential on top of it because the market is already pricing
3: in the Fed. See, it's interesting. And to answer your question again, I mean, I think President Trump, he lands tonight saying, okay, I have a thousand Dow points to play with now in terms of what I can do with the Chinese and what I can do on this Mexico situation. And don't think for a minute that he doesn't take that into consideration. He has said that he has some wiggle room in terms of this great Dow Jones Industrial Average under his watch to play with, and I think he will utilize that. To your point, I think it gives him more latitude to play hardball with both China and Mexico. To BK's point, means it is a trader's market at this point.
2: So that, the, so that implies but, to me a sell-the-rally kind of market. We yes. should note that President Trump, you spoke about it, he's getting off Air Force One right now, returning from his trip to Europe. So if he makes any comments, we'll bring that to you. There you see the live pictures of him and the First Lady uh, disembarking. Why is, it a
1: sell that Why is it a sell the Why is it a sell The tarmac? If, if,
2: because if you because have
1: nothing but a backstop right now, I look at
4: it as a backstop. I look at it as No, but if what if Trump comes out and says, "You know what? We're going to put tar- tariffs on Mexico and we're you already and, said that. And, Yeah, but the negotiations have broken down. Then all of a sudden the negotiations with China are going to take a lot longer. We already then the market that. has to reprice. But the that. market
1: already told us but this week we're that we're 1000
4: points, points off the bottom. So you're long no, no matter we're, what? we're 1000 yeah. points off the
0: bottom. the
1: bottom. Yeah. No, I, w- I would say that the market already told us that China trade talks were going south. The market already told us that. I'm sorry. Trump already told us that Mexico was going south. So, and now the Fed told us, first time since January, that they're airing on the side of either neutral or cutting rates. Uh-huh. Right. And that's what the at. market's pricing in. The okay.
4: the market. okay.
2: That's so, what the market so, so the market did. action is interesting today, with stocks finishing practically at session highs, going into the weekend, ahead of the Mexican tariffs, potentially going into effect. What does that tell you about the markets and positioning in the markets right well, now?
0: Well, positioning within the markets, whether you're a bull or, or just call yourself a bull in a dynamic where markets have done better and you think they can continue to do better, the next trade is actually to go into cyclicals away from defensive. Because if you look at uh, it, whether it's the ratios of, of cyclicals to defensive, 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 which however you want to do it and however you want to chart that. That's a, a, a ratio people look at to, to really understand where the market could be. Um, we've had enormous moves in things like Starbucks and McDonald's and Staples and, and healthcare. Uh, you have a place where only in the last couple of days did you start to see semis really put at least a little bit more of a leg under. So if you believe everything everybody's saying here, you actually want to be moving into the more cyclical stuff because, frankly, it really hasn't done much. This market's all been about heavy Dow-weighted stocks, heavy S&P-weighted stocks that don't include Apple uh, and everything else.
2: All right. All right. Well, we mentioned that stocks have their best week of the year. So let's take a look at some of the week's biggest winners. Uh, we do want to uh, take a look at Apple and Nike mm. and Chevron City, all big moves. We thought it'd be a perfect time to play a little, um, you know, trade it or fade it. It's a Our weird game. Our favorite game. game. Yeah. Why is this weird?
3: Don't they run, don't they shoot time. a graphic though when you say, don't we usually have the people trade it or no, we don't Well, do now it. we don't
2: need to do it.
3: Oh, that's unfortunate. You, that's you un- can do that though, guy. No, 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 no. Okay, you can fine, do fine. it.
2: Let's do it. Do you want me to say it? Yeah, yeah. Trade it
4: or fade
2: it. There you go. Right, we did it A live ourselves. version Ooh, of it. We started with yeah. Apple. That was up, 9% this week, Guy. I see, well, I mean, you're
3: going to say, well, you're all bearish. How can you trade Apple? I say trade Apple. Huh. Why? Because if you look at where it traded down to on June 3rd, traded down to about 175, which is a 50% correction of the recent low on December 24th and the recent high that we've seen. It did it on big volume, and I think you're in a trade-it camp. So although I am definitely bearish on the broader market, I think Apple stands on itself. So I say trade it, Melissa Lee.
4: Well, for me, if good news is bad news and I want to trade it, which actually means fade it, Over. I want to fade this one, primarily because you've had a 9% move in this. I view the next move in this market to be lower for a trade, so I want to
2: fade the Apple. Nice. Nike, best week in a year, up 8%, Tim.
0: Yeah, I traded, and I think this is a story where fundamentally, first of all, Nike's been one of those companies that's been able... No, that's the, uh,
4: I think that's, that's the, the wrong state that's state the wrong. you
2: have an enunciation? Sorry. Uh, was created. I not no, I start? clear? No, you were okay. yeah. crystal clear. So Nike,
0: well. again, I traded. This is a case where people thought that China was going to be an issue for these guys. If anything, they've been running very counter to that. They've been exploding. They've been showing innovation. Again, this is a stock that people have worried about the multiple. At these levels, that's where you're at. I don't think in this environment you want to get away from something that's been very defensive.
3: Valuation is a concern to me. June 27th, they report earnings, I think, at 28 times forward earnings. And I hear that what Tim is saying, but I'm more inclined to. Mel, mm. say it.
2: Faded. Faded.
3: Faded. yeah. Faded. Faded. It's a no, they no. did it right that time.
2: This is definitely yeah, a fader. It's it. very confusing, this, this particular round. Let's start really with you <laughs> with Chevron. It's best week in more than three years, up 7%. Steve?
1: So I am a fader of oil prices, so that means I'm a fader of Chevron at these levels. The XLE has done nothing for five years, and Chevron is one of the top two holdings of the XLE. Fade it. I'm staying consistent that way.
0: Tim. Well, in the environment that if the Fed is suddenly as cautious as they are, that's actually going to put the the brakes under the dollars move. This is very good for oil. I think Brent prices are overdone. What happened to supply disruption? Chevron is the best and most efficiently run integrated oil company. If there's one I have. It's that one to trade. Mm. All right.
2: Citigroup, up 6% this week. Brian Kelly. Well, not
4: surprisingly here, I am going to fade Citigroup and all the banks. Those things traded horribly today. Even though we had an up 300, Citigroup closed on its lows. The yield curve flattened slightly, but we had a, a pretty big steepening. I think the rally's over here in these, so you... Fade them, which is really to trade them. See, I, I, you now, can know, you
2: not explain? I, well, I'm just mean?
4: trying to say you fade it. But if I'm a trader, I want to trade out of it. I mean, you're fading it. Yeah, so I'm fading the game. See,
0: what doesn't make sense to me about the financials here is that people are concerned that the Fed may be stepping in. But if anything, they're steepening the yield curve at some point. Uh, and I actually think this is going to be good for the banks again. So Citibank, of all the cheapest money center banks out there, that's the one I can stand on valuation. I trade it.
2: Bonus round time. Ooh. Oh. Campbell Soup having its best Ooh. week in, get this, three decades. Guy. Sold the Guy. <laughs> Sold the <to> Guy.
0: <laughs> best week uh, in three. three no. Three I think I'm selling that to you, Guy. guy. I'm, I, that's on the new game. You're three years, but
3: I think you, f- you take what you got in this thing. You take your soup. You put your saltines right. in. You take some money off the table, and you absolutely fade this <laughs> sucker. I mean, you. you've been given a gift after three or four years of a downswing. Fade, fade, fade. Triple fade.
2: That is an amazing move in Campbell's. It is a amazing move, but you move. can't
1: buy that. you got to be a fader of that move. That's a spike. That's a flagpole right there. All right,
2: coming up. There's another stock that's soaring this week, and one of the traders says it's gone too far, too fast. We'll tell you the name. Plus, the man, the myth, the legend, Carter Worth called the rally in Tesla this week, and you will not believe what he sees in the charts now. <laughs> He'll be here to break it down. We're live from Times Square in New York City. Much more Fast Money right after this.
5: You seek the key.
2: Welcome back to Fast Money. On Monday, the chart master, Carter Worth, said Tesla shares were about to kick it into high gear.
6: We are where we were in 16, but we're actually getting down to a low that was seen only one other time in history, how far below trend it has ever been since its IPO. Here is the all-data chart. This is literally the lowest point it has ever been. I think you've got a situation of so bad it's good. I want to make the bet that Tesla actually is a time, if you're short, to be covering and to being small speculative longs.
2: And take a look. Tesla cruising higher this week, up nearly 15 percent as investors pile back into the stock. So what does he see in the charts now? Carter Worth over the plow to break it down. Carter.
6: Well, to some extent, one could say that sort of the opportunity come and gone, and, and, and obviously, I wouldn't say it is not the opportunity that it was. But let's let's try to figure it out together. Look, reference points matter, levels matter. One can see very clearly how well defined these tops are, and one can see very clearly how well defined the bottoms are. And, and newspapers have been carrying 52-week high and 52-week low columns for centuries. Chartists look at them, individual investors look at them, quant machines look at them. So. I want to look at these levels in terms of the the judgment that there would be a bounce. All the guess was, all the thinking was, all the judgment was, was that we would find that prior low and we would bounce. Okay, so we did. Um, Now it gets a little more nuanced. How far? Could it keep going? Does it stop here? You did achieve a price objective that makes uh, forward progress a little bit difficult. So take a look. The level from which it broke, this is about the two hundred forty eight two fifty level, and it plunged to one hundred and seventy seven and what we did on this move, actual low to high, is almost nineteen percent. Uh, what we did is we retrace, watch the lines exactly fifty percent of the move, and so it actually closed uh, off today, even though the market uh, continued so. Uh, to some extent, the opportunity has come and gone. I would say you split the difference. If you traded it well off the low, you'd take some gains and leave the balance for the prospects of further gains.
2: All right. Carter, why don't you come on over? Um, Evan, also known now as Eugene. Gino. will bring the yeah, <laughs>
3: Did I mention uh, that he came in seventh? And, uh, yes, I did. Brooklyn yes, seventh
2: marathon I know. It's an amazing Gino. time amazing. For, for Gino. How many people
0: were in it? Gino, you know, I
6: love that. It.
2: What's a, what's a long-term, longer-term prospect for Tesla?
6: Well, that, that, that part, you know, we had a good conversation, but nobody seems to know, right? But the, <laughs> the, the issue is this. Could, let's, how about this? Hypothetically, if the market hadn't gone up, would Tesla have gone up? I mean, to some extent, you got the tailwind of the market, right? You have a big market move, and that's a high beta stock. So Tesla bounced presumably because the market bounced. Um, the reference point's notwithstanding. But the reference points were there. Um, and at this point, do you, do you take some profit? Sure. Long-term, Tesla's anybody's guess. And that, that was the conversation. Right, uh, One could say they, they have a viable product. Of course they do. I see them on the roads. I've been in one myself. But you can't <laughs> talk about valuation, and you can't talk about anything other than it's a dream. Not the cars. They're real. But what ultimately will become of this company is too unknown, and, and no one can speak on that with authority. There are bears and bulls, and that's what makes a market.
4: So, Carter, this was a relatively short-term call for you. Right. So is there a chance, though, that we bounce off 180 again? What would you look for as we get down there, and can we redo this trade? Well,
6: so if you go back to the low, that is not a a positive development, right? You want to continue your momentum. So if and as we revisit the low, back and fill it that low, the presumption is you would break that low.
0: Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Tim. Well, first of all, a great call, Carter. I mean, you know, that was, you know, it was basically jumping in there where sentiment was as poor as it's ever been, which he pointed out, and that was part of the reason he went that way. And, and you know, this year, this week, you also had news on May deliveries. At least you had some estimates at EV News. You had a lot of people saying that actually uh, the S and the X are going to be better than expected. And look, those have been cash cows for the company. Company needs cash. Uh, it's really coming down to demand. There's also other stories out this week that suppliers are starting to dig in. I think that's a major off-balance sheet issue. I still think it's about demand. And to me, uh, I think the last time we were kind of talking about this name, Mel, uh, you asked me what I'd done. I'd actually yeah. rolled puts down. A- and that's what I think you have to be doing in this company. I, I actually think this week was a gift because I remain short and I think fundamentals actually haven't gotten any better.
3: Yeah, I agree with Tim. So uh, my question is CBW. We haven't goodbyed him so I, I can ask him a question. How
2: keenly astute you Thank are. Thank you. I
3: appreciate that. <laughs> Where would you, in traders' parlance, sell the double? In other words, where would you take this long position, great initiation at 180, where would you say, okay, I'm getting out now, I'm getting short, is there a level that you would do that? Well, if you got back
6: to the level from which it broke, right, that's where there's real overhead supply. So the the plunge, the 50% retracement, if you were to go all the way back to 248, 250, frankly, I don't think you can get there. But were you to do that, that would be an epic time to get short again.
2: What's your take on Tesla? I I
1: see declining uh, uh, lower highs since December, so for me, nothing fundamentally has changed. I would look for it to revisit where it just bounced. I'd be a seller still of Tesla.
2: You know what's interesting, Carter, is that when I asked you about the prospects for Tesla, you, I mean, obviously you're a technician, you look at the charts, you, bring, you brought in the fundamental side of it. If you were just looking at the charts, what would you say the charts point to in terms of the next direction for well, Tesla? Well, the
6: charts point to since inception is an epic run-up, uh-huh. and now the beginning of what is an epic collapse.
2: So it continues eventually lower, even though you have these tradable Right, uh,
6: This is not uh, something that is for the faint of heart. It's high volatility. And it has been, for the most part, uh, something that no one has profited from, unless you're in from the beginning. Shorts have been murdered. A lot of people have been long have been murdered. It's, uh, It's a very dicey situation. All sides, fundamentally, technically, quantitatively.
2: All right. Carter, we'll see you shortly in Options Action. Carter Worth. For more on Tesla's Big Move this week, head on over to tradingnation.cnbc.com. I'm Melissa Lee. You're watching Fast Money on CNBC, first in business worldwide. For more than a decade, Comcast has been committed to bridging the digital divide and connecting millions to affordable high-speed Internet. But the barriers to get connected go well beyond affordability through Project Up. Comcast is committing $1 billion to reach millions with digital skills training, resources, and opportunities needed to succeed in a digital world. Project Up, building a future of unlimited possibilities. Learn more at comcast.com projectup
5: Wouldn't it be great to have all your investment and retirement accounts in one place? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, makes it easy.
2: Welcome back to Fast Money. The delivery wars are heating up by cooling off. Walmart announcing a plan to start delivering groceries straight to shoppers' refrigerators. It's the latest announcement in the big box battle between Walmart and Amazon as both try to woo customers with better services like next day delivery or Amazon's car and garage delivery options. And speaking of Amazon, the retail giant getting dumped by FedEx today, Uh, the delivery company choosing not to renew its express contract with Amazon, but it does remain the carrier uh, for ground services. So as delivery becomes a key component of these companies, are you ordering from Amazon or Walmart? Putting aside the fact that delivering groceries straight into one's uh, refrigerator is kind of creepy. Mm.
0: Yeah. Very creepy. I really don't want really anybody creepy. coming into my What could go wrong age. with that? Wait, I mean, they actually come, they in come your okay, into okay, your they come house. They in thought into your house. They're like,
2: wearing cameras on them. Who's and they? they? put The delivery person. And they put the groceries right into the, gr- into the refrigerator. I can't make so it fit way.
1: myself. So maybe they can figure out how to make it fit. But are, are you there? No,
2: you don't have to be there. There You probably have some sour milk in in there, No, I don't have sour milk. I am
3: am a stickler for expiration dates, number one. Number two, I have a very specific way. I put, like, the ice cream in the the shirt. I mean, the expiration date. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want people in my fridge. I don't want anybody. I
2: don't want my kids in my fridge, and they're my kids. Even though we all don't like the service. Why would you put your kids in your fridge? could this be off oh my gosh this is just going could off this help else. could this help walmart yes, to take the next leg in
3: other words Jeez. let's play would you rather this is a derivative would you rather <laughs> yes. and i got no sure. that's what self it is would you rather Go ahead. self would you rather and i'm telling you now holy cow would you rather in this environment absolutely amazon over walmart walmart is about to make a major double top valuation is ridiculous Amazon is sold off I would much rather Amazon whether they're putting my stuff in my freezer or not I would rather neither of these I yeah, mean
4: that's they're not, both that's not ready. an option Why but isn't no, that an option no game, It's not a would you game. neither no, it's, it's so a would you you either. Yeah, you it's what?
2: I'm tired of it. So fade I'm, it. No, I'll, do I'll play. Fade it. You want. It's Friday. I I'm care. just saying, fade neither of these you want. you
4: want to be in. We're going head-to-head head in a war against two of the largest companies that can cut uh, costs all the way down to zero. Amazon has already shown you they don't care about making money or they don't have to necessarily make money. Why would you want to buy stocks
2: that are in that type of fight? Fade it. That's it. <laughs> Time for the final trade. Not final trade oh. for fade oh. it. Just final That's trade. Let's turn around the horn, Tim.
0: I tell you what. Nike, love it. Everything they're doing right now, stay defensive. Go with the swish.
2: Okay.
4: <laughs> so GLD Gold has had a tremendous run. Time to take some profits
1: on that one. Sell out of GLD. Grasso. It's been my final trade a lot of times. Lennar, it's up 36%. Stay long, Lennar. It's the time to shine.
3: Guy. It's so a fun, wasn't this a fun show? for Friday? It was fun. fun. And you're, you're f- off next week. Oh. You're going to miss me? Ah. See, at least say yes, just pretend.
2: <laughs> of course, I'm going to miss you. We'll Can I tell
3: you, you something? BK is selling gold. I'm surprised at the BK. Mm. Newmont Mining is breaking out to the upside. Melissa Lee NEM gets you done.
2: That does it for us. See you back here on uh, Monday at 5. Don't move out because action starts right after this.
5: What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long term goals